Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. Hello, Heather. Hi, Bethany. So today I'm here with my co-host, Bethany DeBrew Adams. And it's a very special day, everyone, because it's Bethany's birthday. So it's Bethany's birthday bash, everybody. So I thought we'd celebrate by getting to know our health communications coordinator a bit better and find out what her birthday is like. So first of all, happy birthday, Bethany. Thank you, Heather. It's so nice of you. She brought me a nice little gift, too. That was very sweet. I appreciate it. So has it been a, you know, a nice birthday so far? So far, so good. Can't complain. All right. I'm still here, right? Good, good. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you one of the questions you asked me on my birthday. Uh Uh-oh. And that is, are you a birthday lover or a birthday (laughs) hater? I am a birthday liker. That wasn't one of the choices. I know. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. I, I fall, I think, kind of right in the middle. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not overly loving my birthday. I'm not hating my birthday. Huh. Well, that's a little surprising, Bethany. I would have expected something a little more enthusiastic <laughs> from you about that. I know. I'm an enigma. I've said it before. No, um, it is a little shocking. But it has nothing, I just want to clarify, it has nothing to do with getting older. I'm not one of these people who like freaks out about my age or anything like that. It's more, so summer is my favorite season and my birthday tends to, you know, fall like more often than not, it falls on Labor Day weekend. Oh. And even like as a kid when I was in school, my birthday was on the first day of school several times. So like... My birthday has that, yay, it's my birthday. And then it's got like that bummer quality of it being the end of summer and back to school. And plus my parents were both in education. So my mom was a teacher. My dad was a principal. And so that was like their crazy busy time of year. So sometimes my birthday would be like, okay, you know, we'll give you your presents and we'll have you a little cake, but then we'll celebrate later in the week or, you know, like we just don't have a lot of time, you know. So... I have a little love-hate kind of thing going with that. Oh, definite mixed feelings. I get that. (laughs) If you guys listen to the podcast we did for my birthday. Mm -hmm. So Bethany's birthday is at the end of summer, beginning of the school year. And yours is the opposite. Mine is the exact opposite. (laughs) So mine was often like the last day of school or close to it. So you're doing tests and then you might not see friends for a while. Right. Right, if they didn't live near you. So yeah, so I totally get that. All right, so did you have any memorable birthdays growing up Bethany um yeah I mean obviously and we talked about this too with you birthdays were a little bit less crazy than they are now when it comes to kids but I think one of my favorite birthdays was when I was five and I had my first slumber party really yeah just a little young well I had my two best friends and one lived across the street and the other one lived in the house behind ours oh so if they got scared and wanted to go home it wasn't you could just walk them to their house which was perfect because one of them did Mm -hmm. so my dad had to do that but yeah the beginning of the night we went out for dinner at that famous 
fabulous fine dining establishment, McDonald's Playland. Um, So it had that. And then, you know, I had made these paper crowns at my grandma's house for each of us to wear. And so I remember I changed into my pajamas and they planned to just be like, ta-da, when I came into the kitchen. (laughs) And there's actually a picture of it. It's very sweet. So that was a very memorable, happy birthday for me. And then, you know, I, I remember having like a dual party. There was a girl in my class. We had the exact same birthday, except she was one year older than me. Okay. And so it, we had a roller skating party. Ooh, so it was like a two for the price mm-hmm. of one. And then, you know, when I was in college, obviously, my 21st birthday was kind of memorable. I was a senior at UW-Madison. So okay. as you can imagine. Well, that sounds like you probably had fun. I did, but it was remarkably, like, reserved because... <laughs> My birthday was a Saturday that year, which sounds like it would be super crazy, but it was the first football Saturday of the season. Say no more, people. Yeah. If you've never been to Madison for a Badgers football game, it's crazy town. Like, there's so many people there. Exactly. And that is exactly what happened. I mean, I went to the game, and then um, my boyfriend's roommates had a party, and so we were there, and then it was like, oh, yeah, let's go to the bars so you can get your free, you know, drinks or whatever and the lines were so long to get in we went to two places and that was it so I mean it was fine I didn't get you know I actually remember my 21st birthday unlike a lot of people so you know that's a little that's (laughs) a plus good that's good (laughs) now what about recently what is the best birthday you've had as an adult Ooh pressure right um (laughs) it's probably a few it was a few years ago um My husband and I took a trip to the Twin Cities in Minnesota for the Minnesota State Fair. And so we drove halfway um, the night before my birthday and spent the night at my mom's house. So for my birthday, I got to like wake up at my mommy's house, you know, and (laughs) have lunch with my mom. And, you know, she gave me birthday presents. And then my husband and I drove the rest of the way and he took me shopping at Mall of America and out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we went to the Minnesota State Fair, which was amazing. It's something to see if you've never been there. And then the day after that, we went to the Minnesota Renaissance Fair, which was, I mean, we spent most of the time petting. They had like a whole area with baby animals and Aww. you could hold baby goats and Aww. all this stuff. So that was where I was like all day. Oh, that sounds like heaven for you. Yeah, it was great. And then the last day, um, my husband took me to the outlet mall and bought me some more presents and more presents I know he's like you're spoiled I am spoiled and he is really really good at giving gifts so like that's nice I know I pick on him for a lot but he's an exceptional gift giver so okay wonderful (laughs) so do birthdays mean something more as an adult to you Well, well yeah I mean I think you know when you're a kid it's all about the party and it's all about the gifts you know but as an adult, you know, I I use the data to kind of look back and see how far I've come in the past year or how far I haven't come and what I want to work on. You yeah. know, I like when people remember. Like, I get really upset if people don't remember it's my birthday, <laughs> you know. But um, Sure, makes sense. Yeah. Like, I remember, so my dad passed away four years ago, and that was my first birthday that I ever remember 
not wanting to celebrate. And it was just, it was so hard for me. And I shared it with my mom and, you know, she kind of gave me this pep talk, like, you know, life does go on and your dad would not want you to have a bummer birthday, you know? And so I think that kind of shifted my perspective a little bit. And birthdays are meant to be celebrated and they're a time for contemplation and stuff. Okay, okay. Speaking of your dad and having that realization and perspective shift, Mm -hmm. did that also make you kind of consider your health as part of that yearly self-inventory? Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we all have that do I I feel as old as I am kind of moment on our birthday. Um, I think it actually happened for me probably prior to a birthday, Um, so my dad didn't pass away because he was sick or anything like that. Um, it was literally a freak accident, but the reason he had the freak accident that took his life was because he had a freak accident about seven years before that. Okay, that sounds a little confusing. Right, I know. And I know the story, but why don't you share that with our listeners? Sure. So what happened? So he suffered a high-level spinal cord injury when he was 64 years old. He and my mom were up at their cottage, and he was painting the deck, and he was standing on a stepladder, and he pretty much lost his footing, and he fell 14 feet and broke his neck. So that left him paralyzed from his armpits down. Mm. So, you know, he was in a wheelchair that he drove with his head. (laughs) Wow. And he was, you know, really reliant on me and my mom and my brother for all of his, you know, ADLs, which... Activities of daily living, for those who have never heard the lingo before, yeah. So eating and dressing and, you know, all of that All the things we take for granted, right? Scratching your nose, that was a big one if he had an itch, Mm. you know. So he basically spent eight months in three different hospitals after that accident, um, mostly because he was older. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that was the first time that I really started taking a closer look, not only at my health, but also like my relationship with healthcare and the healthcare system. Oh, that's a very interesting statement. (laughs) Your relationship with healthcare. I don't think many people consider that... We have one. I don't think I've ever heard that phrase or thought about it even in those terms. Yeah. What did you find out? Well, I mean, I think just in your statement, I think a lot of us don't think about our relationship with healthcare because if we're healthy people, we don't really have one, you know, short of going in for our annual physical or having a baby, you know, things like that. So prior to my dad's accident, my family were, were... relatively healthy family and we only seem to be like in the hospital for an end of life situation and even then those mostly were for like a couple of dates and then the person had passed away but with my dad he wasn't sick per se most of the time so we were at the hospital every day with him for those eight months and like legit every day and so he was you know aware and awake and you know, interacting with everybody. And so I saw not only that, you know, we have some incredible people working in healthcare, and you know this. Oh, yeah. They're like angels and saints. Oh, my gosh. Right? They're amazing. Above and beyond. Yes. The stuff they put up with, I mean, is just crazy. But 
I also saw that when you see healthcare kind of from the patient perspective, it is crazy and messy and difficult to navigate. And so many people, once they're in it, feel powerless yeah. about, you know, anything in it. I so, can see that. You could get overwhelmed because oh, you're yeah. getting information from other people and maybe not everybody's even saying the same things. Exactly. Right? And with my dad, we were lucky in the sense that because he had this specific injury, it afforded him an entire team of people who worked to not only get him healthy and get him home, but they also helped him and my mom navigate their insurance and their bills and getting equipment and medications and all of that. And then my brother and I and my mom also learned from the nurses and the assistants and the therapists yeah. all the things we needed to do to make sure he stayed healthy once we brought him home. And they were fantastic. And I felt that, you know, for the most part, he and we were well-equipped by the time we left. I mean, it's still scary, but, yeah. you know, we... But you felt you could handle it. Exactly. Okay. So, but then it became time for me to have some health needs taken care of and some issues taken care of. And my husband had his stroke. I didn't see that same level of instruction and advocacy and mm. kind of like helping yeah. that I had witnessed and it really bothered me and so I decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to empower patients and people who don't have the best relationship with healthcare and I wanted to be an advocate just in like the best way I could. And that's what led you to become a health communications coordinator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That seems like a really broad term. What does a health communications coordinator do? Well, it is a relatively new field. Mm -hmm. So apparently I'm not the first person who noticed that communication is lacking in healthcare a lot of the time. So I went back to school and got my master's degree in health communications. Originally, I thought I would be a patient advocate, but in most places, it's kind of, that's more of like a nursing position. Mm -hmm. But I studied, you know, the study and practice of communicating health information. So maybe it's a public health campaign, kind of like we're seeing with COVID and the mm -hmm. masking and washing your hands and all right. that. Or it's the creation of health education materials for people who have a specific condition or even sometimes tutoring doctors on how to communicate effectively with patients as yeah. well. So, you know, a lot of people think that health communications is like is exactly the same as marketing and, you know, there's aspects of it that are obviously mm -hmm. in both you need to get your audience's attention and yeah. you need to hold it so that you get your message across, whatever that message may be. Right. You know, health communication, that message is health information and health education. So since so many of our messages about getting and staying healthy don't change, what? I mean, I know, right? Eat Jeez. healthy, exercise regularly, get your yearly checkup, know your numbers. Yes, yeah. Heather, you know yeah. these so well. <laughs> so our storytelling needs to change yeah. to keep that message fresh and to make sure it's reaching members of the audiences that we're trying to reach. And then if people end up in the care of a health professional, it's my job to make sure that they understand, you know, what that care is going to look like, what their role in that care will be, and how to feel empowered by all of the information that they're getting. Because it's so easy to feel lost and overwhelmed. And I think patient outcomes aren't as good if they're feeling like a passive person in yeah. all of this. 
Okay. You know, if they're actually feeling active in their care, they're going to do a lot Okay, better. that makes sense. That sounds like a lot to get across, <laughs> though. <laughs> um, was this something you'd ever considered before your dad's accident? Um, no. I think, you know, I had the, my fleeting moment of wanting to be a nurse when I was in first grade. <laughs> but beyond that, no. Um, but I, I'm a storyteller by nature. So I've been writing and making up stories and stuff from when I was really little, even into middle school and high school. And then when I got to college and it was time to pick a major, I chose English. You know, mm-hmm. both my mom and dad were English majors, so it's in the blood. But I went a step further and got a specialization in writing. So, okay. you know, that helps me a lot because I take those storytelling qualities and the creativity and the lessons I learned about like narrative structure and I can apply them then to health information which makes it a little easier to relate to for people. Yeah you've been able to apply heart healthy information to so many things that we do in the Carignan Center. (laughs) Like every year we have an open house and Mm -hmm. since, since Bethany's come it's like you know you know, she's done great things with that, been really creative. For those of you that haven't been to them before, we've done everything from like fashion and the color red and what that really means. This past year we did, you know, a luau to talk about mm-hmm. the healthy lifestyle of Hawaiians. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this year we're going to do a virtual open <laughs> house, which I don't even know how we're going to do that yet, but I know Beth- I don't either. So. I know, but I know Bethany is going to like do something amazing with it oh, right she's gonna research it and figure no out pressure. some really creative ways to get people engaged with that and who knows it might be our best one yet well so. I hope so I mean it's a challenge but I mean it's so much fun to like rise to that occasion you know especially like the fashion one was really really fun to do yeah you know it's amazing how much you can apply everyday things to <laughs> Being heart healthy. Right. You wouldn't think you could, but yeah. You well, let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. So seeing as it's your birthday, mm-hmm. I will ask you the question you asked me, even though I already know the answer. Uh-oh. Okay. So cake or no cake? Oh, me. yeah. You know the answer to this. <laughs> yep. Definitely cake. I mean, I don't get cake very often. It is not something that, you know... I don't get enough cake, Heather. Aw, poor Bethany. <laughs> but when, Especially now that we're not at the hospital. I know. Well, <laughs> her point to that is a lot of the different celebrations and things around the hospital will have a big cake. And <laughs> as soon as I hear that, I am the first person out of the office to go grab a slice. I mean... So I'm annoyed, but Bethany's happy. Heather always <laughs> wants there to be a vegetable tray, but I am all for the cake. Or fruit, at least. Or fruit. But fruit. yeah, I, I, I will take the cake every time. Ha! Huh? Um, Yeah, like one of my favorite birthday memories was the year my uncle, who worked at a grocery store, he took me in to be in the bakery and I got to help make my own cake. So I got to pick the flavors. So I had a marble cake and then I got to help the lady decorate it. and. (gasps) Like a behind-the-scenes tour I know. of the bakery? Oh, my gosh. It oh, was cool. so great. And if bakers didn't get up at, like, 3 in the morning, oh. I would totally be one. But um, <laughs> Gremlins was big that year. so <gasps> Oh, Gizmo. I had Gizmo on my cake, and he was totally drawn and filled in with piping gel. And then there was all of these roses 
because, you know, I loved frosting roses at the time. And so, I mean, it was gizmo and a bunch of pink and purple roses. Huh. I mean, it's the, it's a bizarre. I have a picture of it somewhere. It's yeah, a, I'm trying to picture that. It was hilarious, hmm. but it was delicious. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> All my brain can think is, oh my gosh, sugar, sugar, sugar. <laughs> All right, so my last question for you, Bethany. Mm-hmm. What would your perfect birthday look like? Ooh, well, it would be the first day of a nice vacation. Not the day that you travel to where you're going. Like the day right. you wake up yes. and you're there. Okay. I'd say I'd wake up later and have brunch. My husband would be there, so we'd have brunch together. And I picture me being somewhere at a beach. So I'd, I'd like to go to the beach and maybe snorkel if we were somewhere tropical. For my long-lamented and never-taken vacation that I was supposed to have in April, we were going to go horseback riding and then, like, the horses swim for part of the ride. So I would want to do that, like, if it was feasible. That sounds cool. And then um, I'd have a fabulous dinner, and then I would just love to be, like, hanging out, watching the sunset with my husband, and... Since it's perfect, my dog would be there, too. He doesn't often accompany us on vacations. So in my dream, he would be there with us. Well, that sounds like the perfect combination of, like, fun Mm -hmm. and then relaxation also. And a massage. Ooh, how did you forget the massage? (laughs) How did I forget a massage? Well, now it's even better. Right? That sounds great. (laughs) Well, hopefully after COVID-19 is over, you can have a day like this, Bethany. Hopefully we all can. Yeah, that's true. That would be nice. So happy birthday again to Bethany. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you learned more about Bethany. (laughs) Um, As we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.